I was before the Lord and I was saying, Lord, what, what do you want me to share with Times Square Church here on a Sunday morning? And I, and I felt strongly, it's a, very, it's a very simple thought, but sometimes the simple thoughts are the best thoughts if it's at the right time, amen? And, and I, I want to share something with you of one of David's mighty men. Many of you are very seasoned Christians, so you will know this character very well, but he's found in 2 Samuel uh, ch- chapter 23. And you know, David listed there as something like 30 plus mighty men of David. There were, the, the Bible says, they were, they were men of valor, men of war. They, they could keep rank. Uh, they had a perfect heart towards David and they, they sought to make him king. So they, thank God this morning in this house we got mighty men of God as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. That, and men and women of God that, that know how to keep rank, know how to stay in order. This is not a time for us, friends, to fragment. Amen. This is not a time for us to be divided. This is not a time for us to get into internal squabbling. These men were mighty because they could keep rank. And that's maybe something for you this morning. Maybe you're sitting there and maybe you're a little bit irritated where you are in the body or what's happening or not happening. I want to tell you this morning, just stay in rank. Amen. Let God bring the victory. But this was a, this is one of the men of God. It says he wrote uh, verse, verse 11. So we're looking at 2 Samuel 23, verse 11. And after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils. So the people fled from the Philistines. And he stationed himself in the middle of the field, defended it, and killed the Philistines, so the Lord brought about a great victory. Amen. Just two little verses to commend this man's valor. The Philistines had gathered. It says they attacked this piece of land, and the people fled. Now the word for people is flock or congregation. And so this man understood the hour that he was, uh, he was in. He understood the season that he was in. And so are we today, friends, as we pray and we begin to discern the hour that we're in. We understand it's a very dangerous hour. It's a very late hour. It's an hour where men need to understand that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in the dark places. Amen. It's an understanding that we have a real fight to fight and we have a stand to make. And this man understood the the utility of the lentil patch. He understood that if you start to give the enemy ground here, my children will starve. Amen. He understood that the warfare that's raged against us is to deny us the very bread that keeps us living and keeps us alive. And he understood this. If I don't make a stand here, even if everybody else runs away, not only will my children starve, but my grandchildren won't be born. And he understood this. It was a simple thing. He held his ground, friends. He held his ground in the middle of enormous odds. When everybody else was bugging out, we're living in a time, friends, where we see so much, you know, watered down, so much uh, watering away of, of, of Christian endeavor. We see so much milky behavior among the church. We see so much, uh, you know, retreating and, and falling back into some sort of a fearful position. But I want to tell you today, the Bible says that if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. So the Lord brought about this victory. You know, the valor of some people depends upon the presence and sympathy and the help of others and fails when they are left to themselves. In other words, you're brave when you're in a crowd. But what are you like tomorrow morning? It's easy to sing the songs of Zion here, friends. 
It's easy when we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. We were led and worshipped this morning by this wonderful group of people. It's easy when everyone is here this morning singing out of the same hymn sheet. But I want to tell you, God is calling you to stand tomorrow morning. God is calling you to stand in the Lenten field. Amen. The character, the true character of faith is brought to the surface when nobody is with you, friends. Such men are independent of men because they depend only upon God. Hallelujah. I remember as a child, a young child, 9, 10, 11, 12, we used to have these little turf wars that went on between these little neighborhoods. You know, we called them parks because we lived in parks. You'd call them subdivisions. Now, they weren't like New York City. Don't get around. There was no knives and flick knives. We just had sods of earth. And the whole idea was to kind of give someone a bit of a clobbering and make sure they got so dirty that their mother would give them a beating when they went home. And so that was the turf war. I remember, you know, going down with my gang and my couple of sods in my pocket and my sods in my hands and walking around the corner thinking I'm the big man with five or six behind me and all of a sudden this mob greets me, amen and I look behind to see if my gang are with me and they all left and I'm telling you I wasn't Shama I made a quick deduction a good retreat was better than a bad stand and so I ran and I was covered and mom gave me the clobbering, amen <laughs> but I want to tell you friends whether they stand with you whether there's anyone with you tomorrow, whether you are alone today, God has called you to stand by firm conviction in the power of the Almighty God. One is able to put a thousand to flight and two are able to put 10,000 to flight. Praise the Lord, amen. God has called us into an hour, friends, where many are just hiding, where many are retreating back into the shadows. God is saying, if you are trying to save your life, you will lose it, amen. If you will try to save, but if you lose your life for the sake of the gospel, you are going to gain it in Jesus' name. And so I want to encourage you, Times Square Church, after your three days of prayer and fasting, after God speaking to you, after making so much advances in the place of prayer, now tomorrow morning is the acid test where God has placed you, amen. Not to withdraw, not to back back, but to understand the enormous responsibility we have to stand. There is a tide, friends, of demonic attack that is global. It's not just New York City. It's not just America, friends. This is a global assault against the church of Jesus Christ. And it's a moment for men and women to understand that the fields are worth fighting for. Hallelujah. It's worth standing. It's worth fighting for. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is here. And you know what, friends? You'll never be able to stand unless you can actually believe in your heart that God is standing with you. Hallelujah. When we talk about your identity in Christ, when we try to reinforce the, 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 the biblical narrative that Christ in you is the hope of glory, friends. When we try to bring from the word of God the beautiful truths of God's word that Christ has laid hold of your life, that you've been born again, not of the corruptible, but of the incorruptible world of God. Amen. That's something more powerful than the forces of hell and darkness and the world has arrived in your life and in my life and we stand in the middle of a lentil field but we stand not alone friends we stand in the comfort of knowing that I will never leave you or forsake you amen no matter what comes against you no matter who says it friends the next time you find yourself in a situation where you really need God don't run away just imagine 
he's with me. If you have to, in the middle of that argument with the boss, close your eyes. And if he says, what are you doing? Say, shut up, boss. I'm just thinking, God is with me. Hallelujah. If you have to pinch your cheek, pinch it. Go back to the reality. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Every one of us today, friends, there's not a person here in this auditorium couldn't stand up here and give a testimony of how Almighty God came in and changed our lives. Amen. There's not a person here could not stand here and tell the most individual story of how the power of God came and changed your life. You know, we're living in a world where everybody else is telling their story. You know, there's one good thing about postmodernism. So it's become so subjective that science and fact doesn't seem to matter. And so everybody's allowed their story. That's the rules of postmodernism. Everyone's allowed their story. I have to listen to some really sad, sorry, and stupid stories. And I have to go, that's very interesting. Very interesting, because I can't say what it really is. But let me tell you my story. That's standing in the lentil field. Let me tell you what Christ has done for me. Let me tell you, there is a way that seems right to a man and it ends in destruction, but there is a way to heaven today. There's a way to eternal life. And, and Shama understood it, friends. And we must understand the hour that we're living in. We are saved into this world. We're saved into this hour, into this time. Possibly the greatest time of all time. Possibly the very generation that may see the return of the Lord. If not us, probably our grandchildren. But what a moment for us to make a difference. What a moment for us to begin to read really believe what we, what we proclaim to others. What a moment for men and women to stand up and to stand in the hour that we are talking about, friends, takes a lot of guts. The just shall live by, by faith. By grace have you been saved through faith, but now you must live by faith, friends. Amen. You must walk by faith. You cannot be hiding in the shadows anymore. You cannot be the city that is hidden, friends. You cannot be the lamp that's put under a bushel. There's no longer. The world needs a testimony. The whole of creation is groaning for a revelation of the sons of God. I'll tell you, friends, they don't realize how much they need you. They don't realize how much they need to hear your voice, that there's a higher way for them. Amen. Oh, friends, today we have been given the very, the very life of God, the very gospel, the truth of heaven that will set men and women free. There comes a time where you have to stop retreating. You have to stop it, friends. Just see yourself as God sees you. He stood in the midst of the ground full of lentils. Now, back in those times in warfare, food was always uh, the, the, was a targeted thing by the enemy. If the enemy could deny you food and slowly starve you to death, that was an engagement of war, a very barbaric, a very awful tactic of war. But it was always the way the enemy worked, to starve you. I want to tell you, Christian, today, we must not give ground on this little field. Amen. I'm telling you, friends, when we start to give ground on the very word of God, when people try to redefine marriage and relationships, I'm telling you, stand on the mental patch. Stand on the word of God. You cannot auction this away, friends, because if you start to auction this away, let me tell you, your children will be next, and your grandchildren will be next. Amen. Man shall not live in bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Stop retreating from Bible norms. Stop retreating into this neo-culture, friends, of absolutely no gospel and no hope. Look at the lives of those who are aspiring such false gospels. They are absolutely dead in their trespasses and sins. They're miserable. They're unhappy. But for you and me today, friends, we have discovered in him is life and in him is the life of all men today, friends. We know who we have believed. 
And I persuaded that he is able. This man, Shama, stood. He defended it. And so today is an hour for you and I to stand on the word of God. Not to retreat back when we see so many people pulling back and trying to say, well, maybe, maybe morality is morphed. No, friends, the word of God is steadfast. Amen. Maybe, maybe God's mind has changed on things. No, he is the never-changing God. He is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. When people are running back and denying the very lentil patch that God has called us to stand on, let me tell you, there is no gospel. There is no hope, friends. All we have is the word of God. All we stand on is what Jesus said. If you want my opinion, I can give it to you, but that's one in 7.2 billion people. You've better, you've better odds doing the lottery. Amen. But let me tell you what God says. There is a way that seems right. Oh, hallelujah. It leads to destruction, but I am the true way. I am the true life. Ah, oh, no man cometh unto the Father except through me. You know, the scripture says, having done all to stand, Stand. Oh, Jesus, help us this morning. Oh, God, help us to translate these times of prayer into times of true action. Amen. Lord, help us, Lord, to take the gospel out of the four walls of Times Square Church and every church for that matter. Help us to bring the light that you have placed in our hearts. Hold on to the field. Stand on the word of God. Ephesians tells us to be steadfast, immovable, that nothing will come against you. Galatians 6, Paul writes and says, don't get tired of doing good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for you will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. I'm telling you, friends, there's a, there is a harvest coming, friends. Oh, you know, I've, I've done a lot of watching and a lot of listening and a lot of reading on the millennial generation, on the PlayStation internet generation, on the, the generation that is so self-absorbed itself. But, you know, I've read recently that even in young millennials, they're now hitting that curve again. They're beginning to say there must be more to life. There's a return even in the millennial generation towards spirituality. Why? Because we are inherently spiritual and our need is spiritual, friends. And so, friends, our message is absolutely absolutely 100% up to date. It is vogue. It is right. It has all the answers. There's life and health and peace in that message. And so God help us to bring that out to this dying world. Paul says to us to stay standing. And it says God brought a great deliverance. This is, the, this is what the source of this man's success is, friends. He had a strong faith. My name is Shama, the son of Agi. I'm sure Shama must have thought, you know, I heard of someone else whose name is Shama, Jehovah Shama, the Lord who is with me, the Lord who is here. And friends, it's only those who know their God will do great exploits. It's not those who know about him. Knowing and apprehending are two different things, friends. Thank God this morning that we are those who know him. Thank God this morning that you can say, you might have had many failures in your life and there might be things that you're still contending with, but nobody can take away that I know who I've believed. And I'm persuaded, amen. Nobody can take away that precious testimony that God has put into your life. No matter what claptrap comes off the media, no matter what nonsense comes out of the print mail, no matter what they tell you in government, no matter what they tell you in the social places, friends, you know what God has done in your life. 
You know what's distributed into you. You know the love of God was shed abroad in your life. That's the testimony of every Christian around the world. And friends, there's a lot of us here in this world today. Amen. You can't just discount, discount that. We are here because God has done something in our lives. That's our testimony. We are the light of the world. Jesus said it. Let that light shine before men. Let them see your good deeds. Let them glorify your Father who is in heaven. Oh, Jesus, help us to stand. This man, Shammah, had to know who he was. He had to know that that enemy has no legal right over my, my lentil field. I'm telling you, he had to take authority in who he was as a son of God, as a defender of truth. And you know, friends, even for us, there needs to come a time where we say, thus far and no further, amen. There comes a time where we draw a line in the sand. There comes a time when our gloves come off. And I'm telling you where I draw the line. I draw the line with me and my family and my home, amen. That is where I'm fighting. That world may want to go a certain direction, and it probably will. But I'm telling you, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not giving ground. We are not turning from Christ. We are not turning away from what Jesus taught. As for our house here in the church of Jesus Christ, we need to draw a line as well, friends. We are not postmodern. Amen. We, had the, we believe in Jesus Christ the same yesterday. Today and forever, amen. We draw a line at that door. If that world wants to stay out, that's fine. But what happens in here, friends, is always going to be honoring to him. We don't retreat. We don't tell them what their itching ears want to hear. We don't mince up the word of God. We don't try to make it user-friendly, friends. We don't try to make it seeker-sensitive, friends. Now I want to tell you, the word of God is like a, like a two-edged sword. It cuts right into the issues. There's no mamby-pamby around that, friends. There's no pussyfooting around with it. Either you're in Christ or you're outside of Christ. And he wants you in him because he loves you, amen. There's no exclusion zones. There's only self-exclusion zones, amen. But Christ has called you. Come on to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. And here's this man with a strong faith. He absolutely believes the ground he's standing on is worth fighting for. And if you truly believe today, friends, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that it's the only way by which men and women can be changed. I will tell you honestly, if I thought there was another way of changing civilization and humanity, I would do it. If I thought politics was the way, if I thought that social programs are the way, and I'm not against any of those things, but I'm telling you, friends, I know that the only thing that can make a bad man into a good man is the power of the Holy Spirit. I know that the only thing that can change people is God coming in, making them the hope of glory. I know, friends, because I was one of those bad men, and God laid his hand upon my life, and you can attest to the same spirit today. We leave here, Times Square Church, we leave here today, not just to hold it in, but to let that light shine. Amen. And you know, when you're in the workplace and you're hearing all that nonsense going around, don't be belligerent. Wait your moment. And just say, can I tell you my story? They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And because they love not their life, even until the death. And you know, friends, we're coming into a time where, quite possibly, incarceration, the confiscation of all your goods, I want to tell you from the Holy Spirit today, stand. First responders, stand. Teachers, stand. All the pressure on you teachers today, we are with you, we are praying for you. Educators, stand. Moms and dads, plumbers and electricians. 
I know what it was to be an electrician, a young boy, 15 years of age, leaving home in a building site and sitting in a canteen with adult men, wall-to-wall pornography in that canteen back in the 70s. And I knew what it was to stand, even then, friends, under enormous odds, to be ridiculed, to be the butt end of every joke, friends. But I'm telling you, having done all to stand, stand, be steadfast, immovable, let, we're not... We're not responsible for the consequences, friends. We are responsible to make Christ known and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. This man had a strong faith. He had an eye that saw the invisible. He knew that there was greater things at play here, friends. You know, we're living in an hour where we need to see the invisible rather than the visible. We need to see what's around us is transient. It's passing away, friends. We are living in a time where it's all or nothing. It's go for broke, friends. Amen. It's not about holding back. It's not about shrinking back. It's everything on the altar for God today. That's the sort of men and women that are going to change the hour. That's the sort of church that will rise up with conviction, rise up with the power of God, rise up with confidence in God. For those who know their God will do great exploits. Shama knew his God. He knew who he was. And that gave him that confidence to stand in that lentil patch, friends. He knew the very reason that God had placed him there was to save his family to save his children, and to save the nation. And God has placed us in an hour, friends. He had a hand that grasped the promises of God. He had a confidence in the Lord. And I want to tell you, that is what will astonish this world. This world is sinking so fast, it doesn't know what's up and what's down. It is in a vortex, friends. It's in a whirlpool that's just going around and around with argument. It's going around and around with the same old arguments, friends. But we don't need an argument. We need just let the light of God shine. Continue to be a Christian. Stand in the workplace, stand in the home place, stand in the colleges, stand in the schools, friend. Having done all to stand, continue to stand. Don't shrink back. Shama understood it. Shama said, there's no way God is with me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. I want to tell you someone, someone far greater than Shama came into this troubled world. He stood his ground all the way to the greatest victory. He disarmed the powers of hell and death. And even though he was forsaken, even though his brethren left him, left him by himself, it mattered not, friends. It mattered not when he heard the words of Baruch had an eye. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna. It mattered not that just a few days later they said crucify him, friends. It mattered not because for the joy that was set before him, he endured that cross. He stood alone, friends. He stood only on the promises of God. He stood on the promise of God from Isaiah when God said, I will hold your hand, Jesus, and I will make you to be the covenant for the people. He stood in that place, friends, even though everyone abandoned him. But Jesus said to us, as the Father has sent me, so I will send you. As the Father held my hand, so I will hold your hand, friends. So I want to tell you, you're not standing alone. You're standing with Christ. He stood alone. Only the promise of God the Father. And he calls you and I to stand also. And he will hold your hand. Blessed is the Lord my strength. Which teaches my hands to war. And my fingers to fight. Oh church. We didn't come through three days of prayer and fasting. Just to say that's it. We've done our bit. We are to go out into that world and stand. And the prayers of Jesus are with you. For he ever, see, he ever lives to make intercession for you. 
He loves you, and you're not on your own. Shama stood in the lentil field and said, I will not let my children starve. I will not let my nation starve. The consequences of shrinking back are enormous. And there's not a time for you to shrink back. It's a time for you and me, friends, through the power of the Holy Spirit, to come into his presence and say, oh God, I need an infusing of the Holy Ghost again. I need, oh God, I hear a word, I hear a charge, I hear a command. But I want to tell you, friends, that's one thing. You must receive the power of God. Because to stand in the hour that we're going to stand in, that we have to stand in, that we're called to stand in, to stand in that very time, friends, is going to take an extraordinary move of the Holy Spirit. Like you, I've heard all the great messages of standing and I've tried to stand on my own strength. And I know what Monday morning can be like. I worked for many years as a minister and a secular job. I understand what you go into. I'm not in an ivory tower. I understand the social contingent of this. I understand the loss of income I understand the potential loss of promotion, the possible loss, even the possibility of dismissal. I understand what it's going to be like to be ostracized from your family, your community, to be pilloried, to be mocked, to be laughed at, to be told that you're backward, that you're out of date, out of time, you're still in the trees. But I want to tell you this, friends. Where else do we go for he alone has the words of eternal life? We are brought to this time by the Holy Spirit. And not only are we brought to this time, he has promised to give us power for the moment. And Shama stood. And he stood against enormous odds. He probably was standing there, thought to himself, I've got 60 seconds and I'm dead, but I'll take down a few before I fall. That's what you might think. But you are till he says you're not. You're invincible. If Christ be in you, friends, if God be for you, you're invincible. You're standing with him. And even in your death, friends, you're invincible. Oh, I saw when Peter in Acts chapter 2, and it says, Peter taking his stand. I tell you, he walked into a world that had, the blood was still wet on their hands from crucifying their, his Savior. There was still a bloodlust in Jerusalem. There was still an antichrist spirit that filled the atmosphere. But in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit came upon them, they left that upper room and they walked into that marketplace and they didn't know if they'd ever walk back again. They understood the ramifications, the social implications. They understood the ire of a whole empire against them and a, and a, and a, and a relegated religion. They understood that there was nobody out there, but when they went out into that marketplace, and Peter, the very one that had fallen the worst of them all, the one that had denied the Lord, the one that had at least qualification to stand up because he had denied him with oaths and curses. And you know, some here today think my testimony is ruined. I've so fallen. I, I've fallen in so many ways. I want to tell you, friends, that testimony is regained this morning in Jesus' name. You know, Peter went to that place of intimacy with Christ where Christ touched him and God wants to touch you. 
Doesn't want you sitting in the back of the church, hanging out the back of the wagon, ready to fall off, friends. No, that's not what God has for you. You're going to finish well in Jesus' name. You're going to be one of those people that nobody ever thought for one second you would stand so strong. And you took it all on the chin because God gave you the power to. Amen. I'm telling you, there's going to be moments of inspiration that are going to hit the most unlikely candidates, the weakest ones among us. There's going to be moms and dads in this house and your draw is going to drop when you see that wayward son and daughter, that wishy-washy family member, all of a sudden so God-gripped because the Holy Spirit got hold of them. And a life of compromise and a life of failure is swept away by a moment of brilliance. Hallelujah. A whole life of foolishness is swept away by that one moment of standing at the right time. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Hallelujah. Oh, the start can be shaky. Midway can be shaky. But I'm telling you, stand. God will stand with you. Hallelujah. And Peter is taking your stand in the middle and they're, they're starting to ridicule him. Oh, you're drunk. You're on drugs. What are you on about, man? He said, I'm not drunk. I was drunk one time, friends, and I was on drugs. But let me tell you, the man who you crucified, Jesus Christ, God raised him from the dead. And he can raise you from the dead. And the Bible says they were cut to their very heart. Hallelujah. They were cut to their What shall we do to be saved? Be ready for it because they're going to ask you. Don't ask for the pastor. Learn how to pray with people. Don't be saying, wait there, I'll get you an elder. (laughs) Seal the deal. Come on, seal the deal. Preach Christ, the doors are going to open, pray. And then when you pray with them, do you know what? There's another experience called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Put your hand on their head. Tell them that God will fill them with a new language that is going to intercede in the spiritual realm. Amen. And begin to pray for them, friends. Begin to minister. Let the body be the body. Sheep beget sheep. Amen. Go out there and multiply in Jesus' name. Go out there and share Christ. Don't be ashamed. And if you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've messed up. I'm telling you, get in line. We've all messed up. Amen. It's not a time to talk about mess-ups, friends. It's a time of talking about making a stand. All hands on deck. We need everybody. Shoulder to shoulder. Standing together. Come on, Shama. Fight for your lentil field. Fight for your children. Fight for your home. Your strengths. I love this idea of fighting because we're Irish. We love a fight. But it's a good fight. It's a good fight. Amen. We had many a black eye from the bad fight, friends. But we're going to get many a black eye from this fight too, friends. Amen. Because we don't fight an enemy that plays by Cambridge rules. Amen. He's dirty. He's going to try to throw the past up in you. He's going to try to rake up the mud in you. He's going to try to try to get you to look back. But I want to tell you in Jesus' name, look forward. Look forward. Don't be defined by your past. Don't let it define you. Don't let you be talked out of a good fight. Amen. Don't let the devil swindle you. This man understood the hour that he was in. Jesus went alone to that cross, friends. And he tells you and I to stand. God will empower you like you have never, ever experienced it before. I mean it with all my heart. Because I've experienced it in times of, sometimes some of the most difficult moments in my own personal journey to even testify. I, I worked, as I said, for, if 
from the age of 15 and a half in the workplace. I, went to, I got full-time maybe about 15 years ago as a minister. And I knew as a young boy of 15 and a half to stand in the workplace. It was very, very hard. I got many a black eye from it, literally as well. There was a couple of those moments where people wanted me to turn the other cheek and I wasn't kind of up for it. <laughs> God sanctified me since then, thank the Lord. <laughs> but I was, I was young. So turning the other cheek was something I had to learn how to do. But I want to tell you, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I, I, I can just tell you, before we close the service, the worship team are coming. You know, this, this is a, an amazing life being a Christian. You know, to know that you're on the winning team. Read the last page, I'm telling you, he overcomes. We sang it this morning. We will also come either to death or rapture going to happen to us all and when death comes to us it'll come as a friend I said when it comes to us it'll come as a friend not an enemy oh that I may die the death of the righteous and that his death will be as mine Balaam saw that the righteous were more powerful in their death than the unrighteous were in their living and I want to encourage you to stand and that will mean action friends that will mean opening your mouth under the power of the Holy Spirit. But I also understand you're not going to be able to do it until you touch God this morning. Until you really press in and say, Lord, I am inspired to stand. But tomorrow I'm on my own. And tomorrow I face very difficult circumstances. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need words of wisdom. Amen. You need words of knowledge. You need the filling of the Holy Spirit. You need to be praying tongues when the battle comes when you, can't have, when you don't even have a word in English to answer. Have you ever gotten that place where you can't even pray a word? You can't even articulate one word in your vernacular? That's why you need to speak in tongues to build yourself up. Amen. You need to, you, you need to come back to everything that God has. And so it's a simple, simple altar for you today. I'm coming to this altar because I need an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Shammah was a man full of the Spirit. He knew God was on his side and he stood. And you need to be convinced of that this morning that I will never leave you or forsake you. And if you say, I want to stand in this dark hour and stand up to be counted, then you can't do it in a cavalier manner. You need to rely on the Holy Ghost. And he will fill you with his power. And so I, I, I want to open up this altar to you very gently but very honestly today. The fields are worth fighting for. It's much more important than fighting for your job or your career. It's much more important than fighting for your finances or even your own personal health. And all these things are important. We are talking about the souls of men and women, friends, that are dying in their millions today without the knowledge of the Son of God. And so I'm going to ask you, would you just stand with me just at this moment and to contemplate coming to an altar today where you would wholeheartedly say, Holy Spirit, I'm here. I present my life to you as a living sacrifice. Not a dead one, a living one. And so, Lord, I need the power of the Holy Ghost because I want to stand. I don't want to shrink back anymore. I don't want to blend into the paperwork. Some of you are great professional people, and I understand the ramifications of a word like this for you. You have the whole public face and all this, but I want to tell you, friends, God's called you to stand. And I want to bring you to this altar. The Holy Spirit wants to bring you to an altar. Because he wants to touch you. No more jelly baby Christians. No straw men here today. Amen. Men and women full of God. Full of conviction.
and leave the house of God empowered by the Holy Spirit. You make your way this morning and God will meet with you. I'm absolutely 100% certain of that. Something will happen at this altar that will transform your mind, friends. And focus you like you've never been focused before. Having done everything to stand. Having done all to stand. He'll give you the supernatural victory. Stand and see the deliverance of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the Philistines are invading the church. Taking away our ground of truth. Amen. We must stand for the word of God this morning. The unadulterate word of God. We must be men and women of the book. Amen. We don't give up ground on that. Many have watered down the gospel. No more, no more watering it down, friends. We'll, we'll stand on the unadulterated truth that God has given to us. Amen. Martin Luther said, Here I stand. I can do no more, so help me God. Friends, if we pull back from the truth, there'll be no lentil field. There'll be no feeding of the soul. There'll be no answers for people. Just be giving them the tree of knowledge. And look how far that's got them. We bring the tree of life. Jesus Christ, amen. Fight in your field. Fight in your home. Fight in your profession. And fight in prayer and fight in holiness and wisdom and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for everyone here this morning, Lord, even those who are standing at their seats, but particularly for those who have come, Lord. Father, and I, there was moments in my own life, Lord, many moments where I kept my mouth shut for the sake, Lord, of promotion, popularity. <clears throat> there's times when we all, Lord, shaded a little bit, but God, there's so much at stake today. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would strengthen our hands for war, our fingers for battle. And I pray, God, that you will begin to, even now at this altar, Lord, begin to fill again your, your people with the Holy Spirit. Now, if you're here at this altar and you need a refilling of the Holy Spirit, because you, you've heard the call, and I, I know the very second you move from your chair, God has heard, heard that. He's going to strengthen you. Now, you need to ask for the Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, you ask not because you have not. He says, God will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask. So out of your own mouth this morning, audibly, you need to ask him for it. Audibly. Say, God, give me a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. A fresh baptism. You need to make that in the, in the heart one confesses, on, believes unto salvation, but confess with your mouth this morning. So really ask the Lord. Now I want you to raise your hands high and say, oh God, fill me. And you desperately need to call for this filling because you know when we say amen and we close these, these blinds down, you have to go out there and you have to face these overwhelming situations and you can't do it in your own strength. But God is ready to fill you even now. Even now, Holy Spirit, begin to blow across this altar. Come on, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, receive the Holy Spirit this morning. Come on, just lay hold of it. Come on, here's a gift for you today. Open your mouth and begin to speak the glories of God. Come on, lay hold of God this morning. Hallelujah. No more time, friends, for, for waiting for another moment, another altar. Today is your day. 
Today is your day to speak in tongues. Today is your day to be filled with the Spirit. Today is your hour to stand. This is an hour for you to prove that Christ in you is the hope of glory. Now begin to speak in the Spirit. Amen. We lift up holy hands to the Lord. Call upon the Lord. Say, God, I am full of inspiration, but I need to be full of the Spirit. Amen. God, fill me with the Holy Ghost and with power and with fire in Jesus' name. Right across this church, Lord. We've been waiting for days for you, Lord. We've been waiting for you to come, Lord God. We've been waiting, Lord, that you would fill us again, Lord God. That you would charge us, Lord God. That when we leave here, one would put a thousand to flight and two would put ten thousand to flight, oh God. That the light of the gospel will arise that the glory of the Lord has risen amongst us, Lord. That men will take note we have been with Christ today and Christ is still with us. Oh God, I pray, Lord, for every beloved brother and sister, every man, woman, boy and girl in the hearing of my voice this morning, wherever they are, Lord God, in the annex, in the balcony, Lord, wherever they are around this world today, Lord Jesus, that there will be a touching, Lord God. There will be an engaging with the Spirit again, Lord. It's not by might, it's not by power, it's by my Spirit. Lord, we know we can't stand without you, Lord God. We want to stand. Give us the power to stand, oh God. Give us the conviction to stand, Lord. Give us the wisdom to stand, oh God. Give us words of wisdom, Lord. Give us words of knowledge, oh God. Give us, Lord, heavenly thoughts, God. We pray right now, Lord God. Come on, start praying right across the church. Everyone raise your hands to the Lord. Come on, we just, another couple of ministers lingering in the presence of God. Call out some voices to the Lord. Call out some backsliders to God. Call out some people who you know are lost. Amen. Call out some people that you're really having difficulty with. Call it out to the Lord. Amen. Call them into the situation. Bring them into the situation again. Bring them in. Invite them in. Come on, Holy Spirit, come. We're going to give it all to God this morning. No holding back. Hallelujah, Lord. Fill your people. Fill your church, Lord God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much for hearing us. Thank you so much for stirring us, Lord. Lord, so many of us felt so dead. We felt so dead when we came in here, Lord. We felt, Lord, so dead. But we thank you. We feel alive again. Come on, give him praise. I'm alive in God today. Hallelujah. God has revived me. Come on, praise his name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for focusing me, Lord. Thank you for showing me the real issues, oh God. Thank you that I'm on the front line again. Hallelujah, Lord. I'm not in the back seat anymore. I'm not in the back of the wagon, oh God. I'm on the front row serving you, Lord. I give you everything this morning, Lord. Take it all, oh God. I don't want it anymore, Lord. Take my life, Lord. Let it count for something. Let it matter for something, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. To look back at a life well lived for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be able to say, I've run the race. I've fought the fight. I've kept the faith. Hallelujah. To be able to stand, not cower in the presence of God, to stand in the presence of God, knowing that he has changed me. He has gathered me again. Oh, maybe some of us were running away. Maybe some of us weren't the shamas. But today is a different day. Hallelujah. Today, God has sounded a trumpet for your life. He has called you to the front rows, friends. He's called you to the front line. Now stand, open your mouth, proclaim him, believe him, pray with the sinner. Make sure you always pray with them. Even if you disagree with them, pray with them, pray for them, love them. And the love of God will change them like it changed you. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's actually very simple. Preach the gospel, love the people, and God will honor it. And God will save. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you, Jesus.